On Friday, United States officials confirmed that Syrian authorities have released an American prisoner. While the State Department spokesperson would not identify the prisoner in question, other sources have determined that the American in question is 33-year-old Kevin Patrick Dawes. The FBI Hello, revealed that it's and that is Nick burping into the microphone because I, I was the, doing this. This is the Lions led by Donkeys I podcast. I was doing this, yeah. and you decided to not look at me. He's holding up a finger, uh, and I decided to ignore him. Uh, as is podcast standard operating procedure is to ignore when somebody else is attempting to uh, to not. I could have been dying. I mean, you didn't though. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah>, you're right. <laughs> so. Uh, we decided um, to do something a little Actually, weird. Yeah, uh, the leading cause of death is uh, life. Is life? Yeah, I mean, just I I don't know what is in this room that would give us cancer, but something probably this podcast. This podcast causes cancer. Um, well, you chose a sitting down career. I did with a lot of you know authoring stuff going on and podcasting stuff going on. It, it turns out it, it gives you high blood pressure. Uh, I found actually I went good to, luck walking. Yeah, I went to the doctor uh, this week and like, huh, it seems like you have high blood pressure. And is there anything at home that's stressing you out? And I'm like in, in my head, I'm like, I chugged an energy drink on the way here because I slept three hours last night because I'm writing two books, a podcast and I'm in grad school. No, this is fine, dude. This is this is fine. <laughs> I'm dying on the inside. Yeah, I, I I always do this. I, I never understood why I always do this, but I, I fucking hate doctor's offices as is. So, oh, yeah. Like my heart rate just goes, Poof, but then I bump it up even more by like, let me just pound this bang real quick. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm thirsty. I had a Miami Cola bang on my uh, way. It was, it was the only thing the shitty like a, gas station in the corner Miami I had left Cola on sale. Sucks. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, speaking of really, really, really unhealthy lifestyles, I got a good one for you today. And I actually have to thank the uh, communal discord that we have with Hell of a Way to Die because I had never fucking heard of this before. Um, and that is a guy named Kevin Patrick Dawes, um, who we will get to in a second. But before we get there, have you ever heard of the website Something Awful? Either I've heard it on a YouTube video because I'd like to go down rabbit holes for yeah. some reason, or it just sounds familiar to me. Now you're a little bit younger than me, so this may have been been before your time in like internet culture. Um, it is like the primordial soup of the modern internet in every good and bad way possible. I don't think I want to eat that soup. Um, you shouldn't. You should not eat I a soup to. made out of something awful. No. Um, it's a website. It's like a forum. There was there was some articles and stuff that people were like comedic articles. That's not the important part we're going to talk about here. Uh, but it predates what most people consider social media. Like, Are we not a military podcast anymore? Uh, no, we're actually, uh, we're, an, we're an Uber, but for podcasts. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we're an algorithm-based uh, web culture podcast. So are we like the, the, what is it, the Uber pool where you share? Yeah. We just have a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. It, it, we have layers. Um, uh, I think that's like the third or fourth episode in a row. Where we have layers? Uh, like an onion, but rotten all the way through. <laughs> We're still peeling. Yeah. The the podcast that is actually onions all the way down. Um, yeah, so this was actually found all the way back in 1999, which is like... I didn't have a computer at that time. I did, but I don't think I had internet. Um, I may have had AOL or something. Still. I know. I, I think my family still has a shit ton of AOL, the disc of the yellow asshole running on it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And they sent like the 1,500 minutes this month, like in the mail. <laughs> Uh, I actually got my whole family banned off AOL once. 
uh, because I did uh, what I guess is classical trolling. I, you stay true. Yeah. You're still doing that now. I was like 11 or 12, yeah. maybe. And um, my stepsister and I uh, were on chat rooms, like which are just full oh. of creepy old men. You were like, giving your ASLs out. Yeah, they were asking for your age, sex, and location. And we'd say weird ass shit like we're a 99-year-old mop and we're hiding in your closet. But that's like not what we got banned for. I got banned for calling somebody an ass butt. Because uh, nice. I heard on The Simpsons. Nice. And I got and like you know back then it was all screen name uh, connected, so you would get your whole family banned <laughs> from using the internet. That guy got butt sad. Yeah, his his his, his butt shed a tear. Uh, but uh, something awful was mostly a forum, um, and it still exists. It is not the same, but it still mostly exists. Um, like most things from the days of the internet past, there wasn't really any rules. Uh, admins could no holds bar. Well, it was like it wasn't quite 4chan because 4chan actually came oh, from something awful. Dude. Uh, because Christopher Poole, the guy who would create 4chan, was actually banned from something awful for not being funny. Uh, because that was one that like you could just be banned by admins for just, if, if they wanted to ban you. There's no, like no real set of rules. Like if your trolling sucked, you'd get banned. <laughs> uh, I'll make my own forum. Yeah, that's what a lot of people end up doing. Uh, but I, I don't think any school shooters came out of something awful. Ooh, 4chan can't yeah. say the same thing. Uh, but a lot of child porn. Uh, the, the community spawned, it's um, like it, the forum just grew and grew and grew. It eventually covered just about every hobby. Um, there was, and also included, like, there were so many trolls, they had to make their own forum, it's like sub forum called Fuck You and Die, uh, that was just dedicated to trolling. So like if you had a, like if you were in a roast battle, some like you take it to fuck you and die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's like it was like the the random board of 4chan before that, which is where Christopher Poole ended up getting his idea. Like if we just make this, all the assholes will go over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, at its peak, uh, the founder admitted he kind of sucked at running the site and it was ran out of his basement. Uh, but he claims it was the largest forum on the internet at the time, and I kind of believe it. Um, solid. Yeah, and the people on that website began to call themselves goons. And that's something that continues to this day. That'll become important. Um, around the year 2000 and around damn near the year 2010, the goons were the hive mind behind what most people consider internet culture. The goons. The goons. Um, like, if you saw something online and thought it was kind of funny, there's a good chance it came from something awful. Um, like, like I already said, 4chan, but also Slenderman. And and shit like that, which also led to a small Ooh, child yeah. being stabbed. But that's not Slenderman's fault. That's untreated mental illness, which will be a pretty big star of this whole episode. Okay. Uh, the problem is, is whenever you create a small troll army, there's always some worry of real assholes and crazy people might slip through. This led to pretty much all of the admins having their uh, addresses eventually posted to the forums at least once according to one of the early admins. And this is from a Vice article called Fuck You and Die, which uh, charts the entire history of the website, yeah. Um, There's also numerous shootings led back to the goons, including one where a guy put on a cape, a paintball mask, and killed a mentally handicapped woman who he claims is threatening his Halloween pumpkins. Yeah. You gotta protect your pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, And this is the introduction to Kevin Patrick Dawes, our star for the evening. Um, Not a lot of- Sounds like a goon. He was the goonest of goons, mm. uh, though they are not huge fans of him on the website. Uh, you could find them talking, but you could find like old uh, archived forums that 
he was either talked about or in because he's been banned so many fucking times. It's insane. But yeah. Nowland is known about Dawes' early life, though it does look like he was born in Renton, Washington, a little bit north from here. Wow. Uh, in 1982. Um, though his family eventually picked up, moved to San Diego, California. Nice. And that is where he just kind of vanishes Deal. off the map. Um, at some point, he could have studied physics at Cornell, but the only real proof I could find of that was him. Not a good track record. Mm. Um, at different points, he also claims he went to the University of Texas and acquired a master's degree in electrical engineering from Cornell. Wow. I mean, there's a good chance this guy's pretty highly educated, but he's also fucking nuts, and he lies about himself constantly. So, yeah. He's not, he, he is an uh, uh, unreliable narrator, as we would call him in, in, nice. in, in, the, in the authoring business. Is that what you guys do? Yeah, it's an unreliable narrator. It's, huh. like, it's a narrator that constantly lies and shifts the story around. And, yeah. You guys have an author thread? Uh, on something awful, yeah, probably. I, I'm not on something. Something awful actually costs money, and I was a Does me- it? yeah, I was a member way way back in the day, but I also was ba- banned. I don't I don't remember <laughs> for what. Probably because I was not funny. Um, now thankfully for shithead podcasters like me, uh, Dawes is more than happy to fill that gap. Um, your, by your gap. The gap in my soul. Oh. Uh, by seemingly nonstop posting on something awful. Uh, now, what Dawes did post about was absolutely batshit bug fucking insane. Uh, are you familiar with the concept of gang stalking? No. You shouldn't be because it's not a thing. Um, it sounds like by like the term gang stalking. Yeah, it sounds Do you like stalk some, a gang. Well, it sounds like you something that would exist. Like you're getting stalked by the Crips or the Bloods or fucking I don't know MS13 or something, right? But that's not what it is. It's it's a paranoid delusion meets conspiracy theory where people believe that they are the victim, um, that like they're the victim of a coordinated effort to surveil them at all times, an effort to drive them insane. Mm. Which spoiler alert, you believe in gang stalking, you already were insane. So. You don't have to worry about that. I have to get into it. Yeah. Some people think that this is like a mental disorder that was conjured together by uh, like by the internet specifically because a bunch of people with untreated mental illnesses like paranoia and stuff begin talking to each other and the delusions would sound a lot alike. They're like, holy shit, we're all part of the same chain. They're all, they're all stalking us. Like, no, you're all just very, very sick. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks, internet. <laughs> Real good for <laughs> yeah. humanity. Um yeah, so Dawes, in a lot of his posts on Something Awful, went at length about he was the victim of an FBI, CIA, San Diego Police Department gang stalking operation. What do you know? Were you also gang stalked by yes. the San Diego no. Police Department? <laughs> so here I was. No, but one day uh, I see Rich uh, on her way home. So I had a, you know, follower. Sure, that's not weird. I mean, you well, both. I mean, we live literally down the street. And you also, like, work effectively in the same place yeah so we were literally merging at the same time and i was like let me slow down (laughs) (laughs) so what you're saying is we are this podcast is engaged in gang stalking of rich she doesn't listen to this so yeah yeah she she has no idea (laughs) yeah um i mean military history is not her favorite subject she is only drafted we talk about animal animal history (laughs) animal animal military history or crazy people uh because i like making her very very sad uh, because she's a psych major so I give actually this would be a great episode for her, uh, and, and make her like badly psychoanalyzed Kevin Patrick Dawes. Mm. Uh, Put up the rich signal. Yeah, uh, I think that's just I don't know, Leica. I don't know. She's she's my bad signal. Dog hair that you just throw in the air. <laughs> uh, 
Now, uh, Dawes was not secret on his uh, mental health struggles. In that, I mean that he talked about them constantly. Not the fact, like, guys, I really need help, but I don't have health care. I can't afford it. It was, holy shit, the FBI's after me. And he put it, UFO parked in my lawn. What? (laughs) Yeah, and the one place you don't want to do that is, like, the internet. Uh, like I can't imagine, like I can't imagine the trolling that came from it. Yeah, like if I posted on Twitter that I was having like I'm having a bad mental health day, I guarantee you five people would tell me to kill myself. <laughs> like I can only imagine this is even worse on something awful or 4chan. Yeah, you put sane stuff and people tell you that. Yeah, I just like <laughs> you just went talk. to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Someone sends me a deal, kill yourself, baby killer. Like you're yeah, right, kill yourself, cuck. Yeah, like, fucking white knight. Uh, now a lot of people on the forum, to be fair, were like, bro, it sounds like you need some help. <laughs> That's good. Good for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and now one of the places that Dawes really liked to hang out, it was a sub called the goon platoon, which was, uh, like, uh, it was goons who were the military or enthusiastic about the military. Okay. Here's where the military part comes in. Yeah. Uh, so like. It was something of a community, though. There, I think there was also there. There was a member of the community. I think his name was uh, Vile Rat, who died in the Benghazi attacks. Vile Rat. Yeah. What? <laughs> he was the IT guy who got killed in the Benghazi attacks. Really? Yes. He was a racist. Wow. Yeah, I it, didn't know that. That's yeah. not in the book. No. If if you forum search his name, he said some like shit about the Jews. <laughs> oh. Whoops. Uh. Yeah, and like when people on the forum were like, "Bro, you need help," he was like, "Oh, you must be in on it." <laughs> Which, to be fair, uh, if I was talking to an anonymous forum and like, and people actually showed compassion for me, I would also be suspicious, Very. <laughs> but for a different reason. Uh, but this would become something of a trend for Dawes when everybody's like, "Hey, man, you might want to talk to someone." They were in on the conspiracy immediately. They're now the bad guy, and he would like routinely threaten murdering. Like them. I assume, family. Yes. Uh, or we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, now, something awful uh, has something of a pay you all uh, to access their archives. So I was unable to really? access a lot of them. Yeah, it's like 10 bucks. Yeah, uh, we don't have the funds for that. And I wasn't going to pay for it. Uh, but thankfully, there are several members of our Discord who are goons uh, who dug up the archives for us and screenshotted many of Dawes' posts, which survive to this day. I like how we get our shit. Yeah. Uh, it. We will do everything we can to not pay other people money uh, unless it's people that help us. So, you know, something awful is helping like us. We're penny pinchers. Uh, I am a very, very cheap man. If you if, if you didn't notice from our original uh, studio setup, uh, and it was only changed when Rich did it for us. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the stuff I bought ended up not working. Yeah, shit happens. Yeah. Now, uh, Jaws' posting does not paint the pictures of a mentally stable man. Uh, this is just one. Quote, I used to cry. I stopped. I don't know what to tell you. I'm doing my best. I used to actually sleep with the rifle, but now I just sleep, keep it in the ready position. I've also changed rifles since then. I used to swing a beautiful AR-15. Then guns stopped meeting a nice day at the range when all of this began. Now, it should be noted, he has no firearms training, but he has some weird obsessions with guns. Uh, but... If that sentence doesn't sound like someone who like knows what he's doing with the rifle, and it really doesn't to me, but don't worry, he also developed a mind control satellite. Really? Uh, quote, yeesh, for a moment, I thought I was going to have to... Now, all right, before I finish this quote, I'm going to say a lot of words that mean nothing. Just bear with me. I'm going to have to AM modulate the maser. Yes, that would work like that, and zap someone from a few miles away to prove that. I would make them my bitch, real genius style. 
Real genius style. <laughs> Combined with a rifle scope, a camera, and image processing to track heads on people, and high angular pushes and steppers to steer their fucker with a nice closed loop feedback control so it stays aimed. And you've got yourself a crazy person machine. Anybody I used it on would simply end up in a mental health facility. He may have used it. <laughs> on himself. Yeah. Uh, All those words do mean something. We just... Uh, quote, it is for this reason that I'm considering it. I've, I would never be caught, and I could buy a surplus industrial maser suitable for the task on eBay. Where? I'm officially an awesome. <laughs> on eBay. Uh, edit. Oh, dude, I put it on a satellite. Holy shit, mind control. <laughs> I do How not, did you get access to a satellite? I, I do not believe Kevin Patrick Dawes ever got a satellite. Or just the... Somehow our security on satellites aren't good. Yeah, it could be either. Maybe he worked for SpaceX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just fucking stole one of Elon Elon Musk's satellites. Launched but, his car into space yeah. to the satellite. Except his his car was like a fucking Metro Geo like or an something. 89 Corolla. <laughs> uh he was, like most people this far off the rails, a government hating libertarian who constantly talked about how he'd like to fight and kill government agents or cops if they came at him. And how do I th- like how do you think he was going to do this? With his mind control. Mind control satellite is a good bet since he just talked about how he totally right. had one that he bought off eBay. Uh, if you were thinking forklift Iron Man suit, congratulations, you are Kevin Patrick Dawes. I will describe this in the only way it can possibly be described in his own words. Quote, wherein I use those forklift fuel cells to design an Iron Man suit. Not a costume, an Iron Man suit. <laughs> I will have the repulsors done. Pulsed currently haulback array eddy current devices, just like the linear array version, made radial radially symmetric so that it has phi symmetric magnetic fields, Sephir- spherical coordinates, fields like a bit like a half bagel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of bagel, though? There's so many. Forklift Iron Man suit for the win. I think he was actually coming up with an Iron Man suit, but it was like cardboard. Like a costume, but he makes it very, very clear that this is not a costume. It's an Iron Man suit. And he's like, look at this flamethrower. And he like sticks his arm out, but puts his other arm through with a lighter and like, <laughs> look at this flamethrower. And it's just that really big, stupid propane torch that Elon Musk sold as a flamethrower yeah. not that long ago. He's come up twice now. I feel like they're like simpatico in their insanity, uh, except one of them has a budget and the other one has... I don't know. eBay satellites. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't go into too much detail on this design because he randomly starts talking about how he also developed a hoverboard skate park and how the how does that what I don't know and also how the movie Avatar is totally about hardcore bestiality and rape, which okay okay he's close yeah. to that yeah. one. <laughs> he does kind of fuck you the know, flying horse thing. <laughs> if I were to really want to search, yeah, I mean, there's porn about it. I'm sure. Rule 34. It exists. Uh, Have no, you looked for it? None of that really makes any more sense in context. Uh, Avatar porn? I mean, Avatar, every porn exists. If it exists, there's porn of it. It's like the oldest rule on the internet. There's porn of this podcast somewhere. It's a, it's a thing. Please, nobody send that to me. Didn't one of the... I think somebody had talked about it. Porn of the podcast? Yeah. Um, they did make a Hooligans of Kandahar fan fiction starring cat girls, but not of the podcast. Mm, which, you're that big to be a porn. Uh, yeah, I, I fully support uh, cat girls to be involved in the forever war, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Might as well jump on in. Yeah, uh, we're running out of people, yeah. so we got to use the cat, cat people. Uh, now, 
He also became convinced his grandmother was a CIA agent. (laughs) And uh, that she was working with them in an effort to whisk him away to a CIA stud farm for a breeding project. I doubt they would take... Grandma's trying to fuck me. I have to run. I'd have to uppercut grandma if I knew she was CIA. Grandma's after my seed. (laughs) That the homeless people around his house also worked for the CIA. And they were noting his habits. And they're attempting to control his thoughts in his sleep. Uh, he eventually gathered all this uh, into a dossier, which he took to the Russian embassy, who told him, quote, fuck off. <laughs> really? <laughs> According to him, yes. That's awesome. Which I, I I believe that part. Yeah. They probably get a lot of crazy people showing up. I definitely have an email where I sent an LTN. Well, I think I'm pretty, you know, professional. Yeah, sure. At least Let's in my eyes. <laughs> and I sent an email and it basically came back as a really professional fuck off. Like, leave me alone. It starts off, per your last email, like, ooh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Uh, now, Dawes would eventually be banned from something awful for multiple t- uh, for multiple different reasons. Um, one time, the site admin, so, like, when you get banned, they'll send you a message as why you got banned. Uh, his, like, this one was, like, the admin begging him to get help and get on meds. Wow. It said, quote, it's time. Seek mental help. The consensus among the mods is that you need to end your posting career and seek actual medical attention. We don't say this out of anger or hate, but just as general exasperation. I hope he asked for his last paycheck. It's not like he was getting paid. Uh, I think it's funny that somebody considered a posting career. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's uh, why I hope he got his last paycheck. I, I hit the peak of my shit posting career. Uh, now... This is where we get into the stuff that leads to him going to a war zone. And yes, I promise this all leads to a war zone. This is a military history podcast, even if laughing Does at this case. his like, Iron Man suit? I wish. Uh, if, now, if he brought his Iron Man suit, it would not have ended the way that it did. Uh, now, at some point around 2011, Dawes began to fancy himself a journalist. Uh, this is despite the fact that regardless of what background he gave himself, None of those things were journalism school, or had he ever worked for a paper that I could find. More than that, he also decided he was a paramedic, and that he wanted to go to Libya. Uh, Now, this is the time that Libya was in the uh, middle of a civil war uh, to oust dictator Muammar Gaddafi, uh, and he wanted to go there and document what was happening. Was there a documentary on this guy? No. Uh, There's a couple of YouTube things about him. There was another guy who went to Libya who ended up getting captured, and they mm. did make a Netflix documentary. I do not remember what it was called. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Now, he posted about his plans in the Something Awful forum, where he had made a new username and paid more money, uh, where he would he was immediately roasted for this insane idea. What was his name? Uh, he normally went under... Uh, I can't remember what his normal username was, uh, but it was Caro, like with a, with a, K, with a C I want or a K. Cooler. Uh, and then it was like Caro... Uh, Arised or something like that when he kept uh, getting new usernames. Like, you couldn't be permanently banned. You, they would just make you pay another 10 bucks, which is like a solid wow. hustle, to All be right. fair. Yeah. Like, if Twitter did that, they'd make a ton of money. For not, sure. Not that they're hurting for money. Um, now, most of these guys had had a history reading his posts, so they knew he was already fucking nuts. Uh, so, rightfully point out his crazy ass should not be anywhere near a war zone. Another user. And I don't normally note the usernames because it's the fucking forum website. But this guy's username was Vincent Van Goetze, which is fucking amazing. Really? Uh, and he asked, like, so where'd you learn to be a medic? Like, I can tell you from personal experience, 
paramedic school's hard. Uh, it's it's at least a year long, normally more. But I mean, it's 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 not something you learn seemingly overnight, like this guy did. I watch YouTube videos. That's exactly what he said. Holy shit. Ex- yes. Dawes responded, quote, YouTube, 100%. <laughs> 100%. At least he has confidence. I like that. He is. You nev- need that in a paramedic he, these days. He is. Uh, I need that in my internet paramedics. Uh, he's never lacking confidence. Uh, I hope he printed off what YouTube videos he watched. He's like, here's my certificate. Well, that, like he legitimately did manage to give himself an IV, which he learned online, which is the easiest thing you'll do as a paramedic. So congratulations. Oh, well, I've had. Those fucked up on me. So. Well, it's because you used army medics, which are not paramedics. That's true. Uh, I'm just saying I've had IVs fucked up on. Maybe they should have watched the YouTube videos yeah. he watched. That, that's actually all they do at Fort Sam Houston is watch YouTube videos. That's what, that's where I think that's where their basic training is. But now someone and he also noted that he had uh, tons of experience in in combat, which he did not. So somebody asked YouTube videos. Close live leak. Are you familiar uh, uh, yes, with live leak? I am. So for people who are not familiar with live leak, it is YouTube for war porn. Is this still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it used to be Orgish or one of the other ones like that. Um, there's a lot of websites like it. I think LiveLeak is the most mainstream, which there isn't. Like, they stream the fucking uh, New Zealand mosque shooting. Somehow did not get taken down for that. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, and then he also posted some pictures of him successfully sticking an IV in his own arm. Uh, in the post, he talked about how he was going to win the Pulitzer Prize and how something awful now had a now had a official war correspondent, despite the fact the website clearly wanted nothing to do with him. <laughs> uh, now, most of the forum posters were very upfront, like "You're gonna die, do not, <laughs> do not go to Libya." No, but look, the IV's in my arm. <laughs> yeah, I got the hardest part down, uh, which reminds me exactly of uh, what was it, a uh, combat lifesaver course when they would teach you all the shit. And then, like, at the end, they'd make you stick IVs in each other. And that sucks, getting an IV stuck in your arm by an untrained asshole. So that's the only thing anybody would ever remember. Well, I thought I was getting stuck by a bunch of trained guys, but it seemed like they were the same. Yeah, you're not far off. Uh, now, like, he, they, they were like, dude, don't do this. You're going to die. Like, just go back to school or whatever. Like, the, the, the CIA mind control drones aren't going to kill you. Just some guy with a rifle probably will. Yeah. Uh, now Dawes really didn't have access to a lot of money, but what he did have access to was an incredibly large line of credit, which leads me to believe some of his story is true. Cause like, I'm not dirt poor. I would have a really hard time going out and just getting a $40,000 credit line like tomorrow. He did not. So like, maybe that's... he really did have a good job on his time when he was lucid. I have no idea, but that's exactly what, is he, what he does. He got a $40,000 line of credit. Bought a ballistic vest and helmet and a ticket to Libya. Well, he actually had to go to Egypt first. Nice. Um, he also bought a ton of medical gear, a full chemical suit. Uh, so I and- got this first aid kit from Walmart. <laughs> uh, from the looks of it, he did not spare um, a lot of, like, he, he bought the name brand everything because that's he didn't know what quality was. So he went full geardo with it. Ooh. Yeah. Now, this is according to an interview with Bellingcat. He simply chartered his, chartered his flight to the war zone using Expedia, which you probably shouldn't be able to do. Uh, from there, he hired a fixer, from whom he had no idea how to do that. Are you familiar with the concept of fixers? No. Uh, so I don't really expect you or me, for that matter, I'm not a journalist, uh, to be super familiar with fixers. They're like the journalist equivalent of a Sherpa. 
Okay. Uh, they plan things. They make connections. They all around make sure foreign correspondence jobs happen. Oh. Uh, also, a really good fixer will make sure you don't die because uh, they're supposed to be hope. at least familiar yeah. with the area that they're operating in. Now, finding a good fixer is pretty hard. Uh, if you happen to be a random insane person from the internet, you're probably not going to be able to find a good fixer, and he did not. So instead of hiring a fixer, Dawes just kind of hired a local tour guide. <laughs> like, get me to Libya, sir. Now, the tour. Now, have you ever like had a tour guide before in a foreign country, especially a country that's kind of like, hurting for money? They're going to take you for every dollar possible. I had family members. Yeah, they're tourist traps. I mean, that's their job is to get you to hang around as long as possible and extract as much money off of you as they can, which I don't blame them. Random dumb American shows up with literally endless money trying to get to Libya. I'm like, all right. We're going to take the scenic route. Yeah. Uh, he was a scammer. Ooh. He just kept nickel and diming Dawes knowing an easy mark when he had one. After grifting away most of Dawes' remaining cash, the tour guide supplied him with a driver that would actually get him to Libya. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Like, the driver's like, yeah, he'll get, it. he'll get you close. Close enough. Yeah. And he did. He did get him to Libya. Uh, but the driver purposely went to different checkpoints. So, like, uh, Egyptian authorities are pretty aware of what was happening on the border. Like, there's just a flood of people going into Libya to fight in the war uh, or supply the war. Uh, like, there was... American military contractors pumping weapons and, and vehicles uh, across the border. But this guy like kept taking really weird uh, uh, routes and stopping at specific checkpoints. So he'd have to bribe people that the driver knew to get by, which good idea. Honestly, <laughs> I, would do the I, same. I would totally I would do that. Do exactly. Yeah. Like I got to hook all my buddies up, get all the motherfuckers on the block in this guy's money. Up. Yep. It eventually cost around $10,000. Jesus in Christ. <laughs> I would love to see $10,000 in my bank account. Yeah, uh, to, to use on Egyptian cops, I guess. I mean, I guess that's an option. Now, if you follow the same route uh, in that direction, you will eventually run to ISIS. So don't do that. Uh, bribe other cops. I don't know. I just won't do that at all. Yeah, just, just use it for not bribing cops. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay at home with it. Yeah. Uh, so he was eventually driven to Benghazi and the El Noran Hotel. Uh, now it was a pretty. What's the, what's the ratings on that hotel like? Really, really high. If you're a guy from America showing up saying you're a journalist, nice. Which is exactly what he found out. Uh, it was an incredibly uh, inflated price because it was like the one of the only hotels still standing, not blown up. <laughs> so like, I know this hustle, right? I wonder. You say like blown up uh, building, blown up building, pristine hotel, <laughs> yeah. blown up building, blown up building. How much? How much is a bed for a night? How much you got? <laughs> yeah. Either this or rubble. Yeah. Uh, now his driver, no doubt, telling them that he was dumb as hell and he'd easily been like, like they took him to the hotel, knowing that like told the hotels like, yo, this guy's got money, he's dumb as shit. Uh, but Dallas didn't actually fall for this one, hmm. uh, because he'd heard a rumor about a free hotel set up nearby for journalists, but it wasn't nearby. It was in a completely different city called Miserata, uh, which is something he did not figure out until then. I imagine the fixer would tell you that. The the tour guide? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tour guide I don't that, think he got that far. No, he did not. Uh, he also had no means of communication, which is pretty important for a journalist. Ah. So he stole a cell phone from someone, which is not something you want to do in a war zone. He only paid them when they angrily called the phone, which remember, they of course, they knew the number from. They stole it from him. How'd you get this number? <laughs> Are you with the CIA? <laughs> yeah. uh, and like... 
I will kill you if you don't give me my cell phone back. So he paid him instead. <laughs> you can have the cell phone guy. Yeah. Uh, now, the cell phone didn't do a lot of good because he didn't speak any fucking Arabic, nor did he hire a translator. Totally spaced on that one. Don't need it. YouTube. And with that, I YouTubed me some Arabic. <laughs> yeah. uh, and with that, he made his way to Misrata. Dawes eventually did link up with some militants, engaged the battle against Gaddafi's army. And he did produce something that could be considered journalistic content for his YouTube page. Uh, as is, that, he, is it? Does it still have like videos on it? He took them all down. Uh, but I did find some uh, clips and stills mm, from them. Okay. Now, because he wasn't a journalist and he had no uh, ha- no idea how to actually sell journalistic content, he just kind of posted stuff to YouTube. Cool. I think I would do the same. That's how you get the Pulitzer that you want. Uh, and then Dahl just kind of stopped being a journalist if he ever really was one. He linked up with a local doctor named Tamim Abu Garza. Uh, because he became a doctor? Hold on to that. All right. <laughs> now, one of the things that I, I listed off on some of the things that he bought was a ton of medical supplies. He wanted to find a, someone like, have all these medical supplies, which was like one of the few good things that he did. And then it'll stop there. Because um, he has no money. No, he just has a lot of the shit that he brought with him. He burned through just about all of his cash. Um, and Garso was willing to take all these medical supplies off. He was like, yes, please. I need medical supplies to take care of everybody that's wounded. Um, Garza believed Dawes uh, when Dawes told him that he was a paramedic because he's like, why would this guy come to Libya and fucking lie about being a paramedic? Look at all this shit he brought. Yeah. Like, and this YouTube certificate. <laughs> he spelled paramedic wrong. Weird. Uh, <laughs> soon Dawes became the doctor's right hand man. Uh, not only Ooh. did he begin treating the wounded badly, uh, but he, <laughs> he was also running into firefights and collecting the wounded and the dead. Okay. Now, I would also... Now, there's probably a lot of people like, why the fuck would I believe this guy when he says this? Like, first of all, Abu Garz is a real guy and said, yep, he worked for me. Secondly... Proudly. Uh, uh, he didn't say he was good at it. Uh, he said that, like, he was obviously a very troubled man. And, like, he... like. Uh, Dawes talked to Garza about the CIA and Garza's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just put the IV in this person. <laughs> you see, my leg's gone, sir. Ah, let me put this IV in. Is your in. leg being gang stalked? Uh, like, and Garza's like, yeah, we just ignored it because he'd do what we told him to do. Like, okay, whatever. Uh, but Dawes is very clearly visible in an Al Jazeera broadcast that took place in a Rebel Field hospital working on a wounded person. Wow. Yep. I mean, it's not good, I assume. Uh, probably not. I mean, he's definitely the only Asian American man at that Libyan field hospital. So like, it's definitely him. Mm. Uh, and then that's when he began to carry a rifle and join the firefights that he was once recording. That's where things get kind of weird. This guy's all over the place. Yeah. During his time with the Libyan rebels, uh, his, let's just say that their opinion on him is somewhat mixed. They had dealt with a lot of people like him. The Libyan Civil War was kind of something new to the world. Um, it was really easy for people to, from all over the world to travel there and fight. There's people from all over Europe just like showing up to fight with the rebels. Um, something that kind of happened with uh, Iraq and Syria as well when the ISIS flooded through there. Right. Um, they just kind of thought he was a war tourist, um, but they also thought he was insane because he was. Yeah. Uh, 
he kind of giggled when things exploded around him, which even kind of put the hardened rebels on nerve. Um, but all this didn't stop him from recording the fights he found himself in. He recorded and posted 300 videos during this time. Uh, one of which has a rebel trying to pull him to cover uh, because uh, Dawes is just kind of sitting out in the middle of the open firing a sniper rifle off in the distance. And the guy's like, yo, get to cover. You're going to fucking die. I mean, at least they cared enough. And to which Dawes responds, quote, I'm in a sniper battle, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's Call of Duty shit. <laughs> I-, I got this, dude. Uh, Dawes also had time to continue to be nuts online. Because he could just never log off. <laughs> uh, when people trolled him in the YouTube comments of his videos, which they rightfully should, and also on um, something awful, they're like, dude, you are just showing up and killing people there. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, so when people trolled his YouTube videos, he accused them of being Gaddafi loyalists. And also and CIA. And also is like, I was just shooting at you had to have been there. Like someone from the, the, the Some, Ga- like twelve year old, like, like someone from the Gaddafi side is like totally shit posting his YouTube bo- comments. Like he legitimately believed that, which is kind of hilarious. Another journalist came across him, thought he was dangerous and um, and unstable. Journalists in war zones operate in a weird limbo state, coming near to the combat but not actively taking part. Uh, this is one of those reasons why they're supposed to be protected. Like you cannot target journalists; it's right. considered a war crime. Um, now this is canceled that one journalist actively take part in the fighting uh, it's a tenuous balance at best and uh dawes is throwing it all out the window kind of putting other journalists at risk uh, like there's a lot of journalists who have openly talked about like what would have to happen for me to actively take part in the fighting um like uh, one of my favorite journalists ever is sebastian younger he was in you know he Love helped him. make his strepo he wrote the book war and he actively said like i ran the mammo i helped take care of the wounded because like it's kind of a fallacy where you can be like an, an inactive observer when someone's trying to kill you. Uh, but he never fired a weapon at the Taliban, but right. he, he did openly. He was like, I probably would if I thought we were going to be overran. Cause like, they're not going to capture me and just release me later. <laughs> like they're, they're going to kill me. Right. So like, yeah. But in this situation, uh, a lot of the journalists that saw him, to include Chris Hetherington, uh, who was the cameraman for Restrepo yeah. and would die in Libya, uh, like was very off put by Dawes because he's like, "You're you're shitting all over us, man." Like, nah, I'm I'm going to go on a limb here and assume that the Gaddafi loyalist fighters were probably not going to treat journalists very well if you fell into the grass because they work for Momar fucking Gaddafi. But you know, I get why they're mad. Though many journalists were kind of jumping in and rendering first aid, uh, not many people talked about actively shooting at them. One of those was a Brazilian journalist named Andre Leon, uh, who was in Misrata with Dawes uh, and did the same thing, helping him bring, uh, helping wounded to get to the hospital and stuff like that. A uh, fighter was shot in the leg, so Andre and a few others applied a tourniquet. Now it was a rudimentary tourniquet because they didn't have much. Dawes ran up and removed it, placing one of his tourniquets in its place, insisting that his tourniquet was better. Now, for people who are unaware, because this is this is really, really bad, you're never, ever, 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 ever supposed to do this. Uh, if a tourniquet is failing, you're supposed to place a tourniquet over that one. Uh, at no point are you supposed to remove a failing tourniquet. It should be noted that this is not a paramedic skill, it's not even an EMT skill. It is a literally basic first aid skill. Uh, Dawes had no idea. Nice. 
After carrying the wounded man to a hospital, Andre and Dawes got into a, streaming, into a screaming match, which Andre rightfully pointed out very easily could have killed the men uh, because like, they were literally like at a corner and there's a street on the other side of, the, of this building where like, people are firing a machine gun into and like, Dawes is pushing him into the street. Wow. <laughs> uh, and that's when Dawes charged his weapon because remember, he's carrying a weapon. And Andre screamed at him and then beat the shit out of him with his own camera. <laughs> with his own camera. With his own camera, which is, like, really expensive. Uh, at that point, the rebels separated the two of them and arrested Dawes, telling him he had to stop acting like a fighter. He could stay as a, as a aid worker or, like, a fake paramedic or as a journalist, or he had to go home. You got to pick one guy. So Dawes went home. Oh, okay. Unfortunately for Dawes, uh, he decided that his career as a journalist was not over, however. Dawes had his eyes in a new battlefield of Syria. Oh, boy. Nice. Like, it's bad to go to Syria as a, any journalist, uh, let alone, like, even the most skilled journalists die there. Uh, this is Dawes. Uh, so, yeah. He decided that would be his next place to cover. So he's not an expert. He is not an expert. All right. <laughs> Uh, now, if Libya was considered dangerous for journalists, and it was, and still is, uh, one of, like what I already pointed out, Tim Heather, or, uh, Chris Hetherington died there. Um, uh, Syria should have been considered an absolute no-fucking-go zone. Like, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of outlets that will not send journalists to Syria because how dangerous it is. Uh, Sebastian Junger made a uh, 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 Syria documentary. Could not go there. Really? Uh, yeah, he had to, like, footage from inside the country from like local Syrians and make it because the person he was working for was like, no, you cannot go to Syria. (laughs) No go, bro. Yeah. Um, The Syrian civil war has been one of the most deadly conflicts in history for journalists. Not only uh, the the many sides of the war, like actually targeting journalists, but they've just been killed trying to report on the war because how chaotic everything is. Uh, But because of his trip to Libya, Dawes was flat broke. So he did what most people do when they need to afford things like health care. He attempted a crowdfunding operation via Kickstarter. Did it work well? It did not. Uh, wow. Now, he requested tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, That's what I do. Yeah, I might start a Kickstarter. Uh, I don't need to go to Syria. Reasonings? Uh, I don't want to work. Nice. <laughs> uh, so like I just want to go to a Sugar Ray concert for ten thousand dollars. I I think someone is grifting you on those tickets. Damn it! That was getting a steal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that he probably thought he was going to use his sweet mind control satellite or whatever. Uh, but his actual plan was he was going to use a army of drones with cameras attached to him to fly over northern Syria and record the war from the. Can you imagine air. how annoying that'd be, just having an army of drones around. I mean, you're in the United States Army. You literally have an army of drones. (laughs) I don't hear them here as often. Maybe because of the rain? The kids in Pakistan might. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now, there's a problem with this. Many, many problems, really. The fact that he was trying to do this on his own, use multiple drones. Um, The the logistics isn't important. I'm not going to try to, like, flesh it out because he didn't try either. So I'm not going to bother. Um now, he required tens of thousands of dollars. You want to guess how much money he got? Fucking fish tank rocks and a packet of dressing? Slightly more. He got 30 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Uh, not quite enough for his drone army, it turns out. 
So he went back to posting on something awful under various different names because he was continuously banned yet again. The goons, I would rightfully say, ruthlessly trolled him for going on a vacation to kill brown people. Uh, even the little amount of journalist cred that he got from his Libyan trip, he pissed away by being nuts. Uh, a guy named Randall Hendricks reached out to him to maybe possibly work on something, but Dawes immediately oh. scared him away by offering to check his house for CIA bugs and wiretaps. Got a background check, you guy. Hey, uh, Mr. Dawes, so uh, really like maybe you want to come to the local coffee shop? Well, we'll like I'd really like to hear your pitch on the story. You're all right, man, but like, I really need to sweep this motherfucker for bugs. Okay, we'll be in contact. I really hope he just had his wallet and he was making the sound like a, it was like sweeping for bugs. <laughs> do, 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 do. Don't worry, I can do this with my mind. He just like Goku's his hand across the wall. Yeah. Uh, then something happened I'm not entirely sure about. Uh, according to Dawes, a journalist named Elliot Higgins, uh, uh, Dawes did something that ended up having him get a red flag extreme protection order placed against him. Are you familiar with those? No. Not at um, all. So those end up with having your weapons taken away. Uh, I'm by no means a lawyer or a judge or any of those, anything in between of those things. Um, but uh, from my limited understanding of the law, uh, at least in Washington, uh, one of those things can ever be put a, uh, placed on you. Uh, if you like violently assaulted your spouse or you made some kind of threat that's considered like uh, violence is imminent if you, your weapons are not taken away. But this, uh, he told that in a Twitter DM to this Elliot Higgins, who I believe works for Bellingcat. Um, and he kept the receipts for the message. So, like, I believe it. Yeah. Also, like, why would anybody say, like, yeah, I got my guns taken away when you didn't? Because everybody <laughs> knows it means you're a fucking insane person. Um, so, like, he's getting worse and also going to Syria. So, once again, with no connections or money, he racked up some serious fucking debt. Where did uh, this guy go? Like, internet cafes? I mean, he, as far as I know, like, he lived I with don't... his grandma, who he thought was in the CIA running a stud farm. I wonder how that went every time he entered the door. <laughs> like, Kevin, grandma lives there. Kevin, where were you? Uh, I went to the corner store to buy some milk. You were gone for months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking spook. What like... are you, your dad? Uh, now he, from my understanding, he racked up debt again, and in 2012 flew to Turkey. Uh, he eventually made his way to a border Driving. town, uh, where he got a hotel room. Now, Dawes had a problem with believing just about everything he saw on the internet, um, which is interesting for somebody who's so clearly paranoid about the CIA, um, uh, and like mine lasers and gang stalking. So, like when he when he read something online, he just believed it. Which is like how QAnon exists. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, so he thought he arranged travel from Turkey to the nearby Syrian city of Aleppo via some random guy he met on YouTube. The most reliable of yeah. people. Yeah. Have, like, have you ever read YouTube comments on something? Yes. Imagine reading one of those like, hmm, this seems like a guy I should fly across the world and <laughs> hang out with. Like Yahoo Answers people. Yeah. How was Babby formed? Have you ever seen that one? No. Oh, my God. What is that? It is, like, literally the best Yahoo Answers thing ever. It's someone, like, incredibly broken English saying, like, how is Babby formed? And, like, oh, obviously okay. they mean, gotcha. like, how are babies born? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Gotcha. Yeah. So lo and behold, uh, when he got to Turkey, this mysterious YouTube person went silent. Uh, probably as shocked as everybody else that he managed to actually make it to Turkey. Like, oh, fuck, this guy's actually on the border. He actually did it. <laughs> now, totally fucked, he just kind of held himself up in a hotel room and began to unravel. A journalist and a mod of uh, Something Awful, a guy named Elliot Higgins, who we've already talked about, was one of the few people who was in contact with him during this time. Using Twitter DMs, Dawes poured out his every thought and emotion to him in real time as he thought it which equaled up to hundreds of messages I a day. Ima- I could imagine that that was like a novel. Oh, yeah, and they're fucking deeply, deeply sick and unwell. Uh, in it, uh, he, he talks about meeting a Canadian journalist at that hotel on the border uh, because uh, he thought he was spying on him, because of course he did, uh, as were the nice people working the hotel. So, yeah. Everybody. Now, for the people at the hotel, they either thought that he was CIA uh, because he probably said he was, or a Mujahideen going to fight for the Al Nusra Front or ISIS or something. <laughs> you just can't pinpoint this guy. Well, like uh, the people at the hotel uh, when Higgins interviewed him was like, "Well, the only people who ever come here are CIA or Mujahideen." So, I wonder what his cover was like. Uh, Blimp pilot. I am Iron Man. Uh, fuck. I am. <laughs> damn it. Don't talk to me. <laughs> um. Now, uh, as he began to unravel and like tell him, like, hey, I have no way to get to Syria. I can't possibly go home. I'm in too deep. Everybody already thinks I'm a fucking loser. I can't bail on this. Uh, so he's like, fuck it. I'm going to walk into Syria. Now, uh, Higgins helpfully point out, like, there's a ton of landmines in northern Syria. Don't do that. Uh, Dawes was, uh, said that, fuck it. I'll crawl across it and start hitting him with sticks. That doesn't seem any better. Yeah, just crawling hundreds of miles on your uh, on and your stomach. shit. Yeah. He also thought that while he was in Syria, he would just pop on over and rescue a guy named Austin Tice. He was a was a uh, um, a Marine Corps veteran turned journalist who had went missing following the exact same route that he was trying to take. Austin Tice is still missing um, in the year 2020. Oh. Uh, so yeah, he was like, "Yo, a, a Tice rescue operation is in the books." Like. I have it all planned out. Yeah, pretty much. And like at this point, Higgins just got sick of it and ignored him. He's like, all right, this guy is not listening to anything I'm saying. Though Higgins does, at one point, he was the only person that Dawes in contact with that uh, uh, he believed was not in the CIA. But that quickly changed when Higgins stopped answering his DMs. Finally, Dawes sent one final message saying, quote, we'll see where this goes. This obscenity has to end. And then he fucking vanished off the face of the planet. Did he kill himself? Oh, no, 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 no. Eventually, he popped up on the FBI's missing persons post, which, of course, led to all the people in the Something Awful form declaring he'd finally gotten his dumbass killed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, Andre, uh, you remember the Brazilian journalist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, quote, when I heard he was, when he disappeared in Syria, I was very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking Andre's not a great guy, but yeah, that was, I thought that was funny. But he didn't die. He was still alive. James Harkin, a journalist researching the death of journalists in uh, Syrian government hands, contacted a woman named uh, Fatima, whose son Abbas Khan also went missing in Syria and died in a Syrian prison. Now, Harkin was researching Austin Tice, thinking that maybe Khan and Tice had crossed paths in one of Syria's brutal prison-turned-death camps. And they maybe had. 
but Harkin asked Fatima if Khan had run to any Americans in prison, and uh, she said that he had. Kevin Patrick Dawes. Oh. Dawes had been arrested by the Syrian government and thrown into a prison known as the Palestine Branch. It's a prison with such a reputation for making people disappear. It is one of the places that the CIA dumped people uh, at when they were done torturing them at various black sites after 9-11, knowing that the Syrian government would kill them. Really? Yup. And, like, they had, like, giant trenches. Maybe that was his plan. He's getting close to the CIA now. <laughs> Maybe he was CIA. Yeah. And there's a, there was a lot of fighters. In but he didn't know. Yeah, he was so far in. Uh, his grandma was in play. Uh there's a lot of fighters in Libya. It's like, maybe he's CIA. He awfully talks about them a lot because I know I want my CIA agents to talk about the CIA a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah the Palestine branch is fucking horrible. It's like pretty much like the S21 uh, of, of prisons in, in modern day, like uh, where uh, Pol Pot threw people yeah. during the Ugh. Khmer Rouge. Yeah. Most people don't leave Palestine branch. Um, Who would want to? I mean... Stay for the food, am I right? Uh, at one point, there was like satellite images that showed a trench outside of um, outside of Palestine Branch. You could clearly see it was full of bodies. And then, like when those got published the next day, the trench was gone. Convenience, <laughs> like oh, got to bury them yeah. all. <laughs> uh, now cells are about the size of a coffin, or about two meters. Yep, comfy. Yep. It's invested with roaches, rats, and disease. Uh, prisoners are allowed you... outside for 10 minutes a month. Nice. Yeah. See, you're not alone. You I, get got, yard, I got the you, rats. Yeah. You get yard time. 10 minutes? <laughs> 10 minutes a month. Yeah. Who needs an hour a day? And I mean, who wants- I'm a homebody. Who wants fresh air when you go outside and like, oh, I'm next to the pit of death. Exactly. Cool. I'm a homebody type of guy. Now, you're probably wondering, like, how do they use the bathroom if they're in their coffins? An empty pot bottle would be given to prisoners to piss in. And they just shit on the floor. Yep. Like, imagine you have to shit really, really, really bad because you're in a diseased Ooh. prison and you have like cholera or dysentery and all those other things. Like, oh, I really got to shit. Where can I go? And they're like, you're standing at convenience. Mm. Saves time. And it's here that the mentally unbalanced something awful shit poster found himself. Uh, according to the people that were, uh, were in the prison with him, he was treated a little bit better than the others. Maybe the guards felt sorry for him because unlike everybody else, he'd already shown up crazy. Uh, but he continuously begged the guards to kill himself constantly and endlessly for two years. He was holy shit. I can hardly blame him. He probably managed to find the one crowd on earth totally willing to listen to him about all that CIA shit is a Syrian fucking prison guard. I imagine they're bored in one. They're I'm, probably. I'm not going to go in, into detail about the shit that the guards at Palestine Branch do to people, uh, because I don't feel like putting up a bunch of trigger warnings on this podcast episode that's supposed to be kind of funny. Uh, but the guards are well known for beating people and electrocuting their dicks, and that's like the least worst things that they do. My favorite. Um, in 2016, that would change. He was there for four years. Jesus. Uh, after a hor- having horribly unspeakable things done to him, Dawes is released by the Syrian government after the efforts of the U.S. State Department and the Czech Republic and Russia. Uh, the Syrian government said that he was released on humanitarian grounds, and they still saw Dawes as a criminal. I and- thought they were just like, hey, this guy's fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> you gotta take this Someone guy. please get this guy off our hands. Uh, he was charged with illegal entry into the country and other offenses of which were never published. I assume his possession of a mind control satellite. Uh, 
Those are probably deeply illegal in we Syria. We found him whacking the ground. We found this guy just like laying on his stomach, hitting the ground with a stick. Uh, I think we can both assume that humanitarian grounds was the fact that he was just brain dead at that point. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence that leads to that. Um, Dawes was transported out of the country by a military, a Russian military transport plane, after which he was kind of vanished, which is shocking. Again? I mean, look at all the posting and internet shit that he was doing before he went to Syria. I checked. I found one thing that has been posted since he'd been back, and it was three years ago, and it's been deleted off Reddit. Mm. And all of his YouTube posts have been deleted or made private. I mean, there's a really, really good chance this dude's in a mental hospital for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, and he probably needs it. Um, meanwhile, Austin Tice remains in captivity. Maybe. Uh, nobody's really sure if he's alive or dead. It uh, really makes me wonder why the governments of several different nations would bust its ass to free a dangerously crazy person who would like to go on murder vacations but allow an actual journalist to rot in a Syrian prison cell. Starting to think he's probably not alive. Why um, are we asking these questions? They're going to come for us. <laughs> the CIA is going to yeah. come for us. Now, there's, there's like good. Now, we did a lot of, uh, and I can't, we kind of talked about the same thing uh, in our American Sniper bonus episode. Um, which will or will not be out at the time of this episode. I'm not really sure. But we don't like to make fun of people with mental illnesses unless they hurt other people. Kevin Patrick Dawes definitely killed some people uh, on murder vacations in the Middle East. So I don't feel bad laughing at him. Um, also, uh, the the main uh, um, source I used for this was a GQ article that was uh, published before he was found. Yeah, uh I mean, they've popped up in this podcast a lot. They're also one of the main sources that we used for um, a Robert Bales episode. Uh, but they make it seem like it was kind of something awful's fault he ended up in Syria, which I totally don't fucking buy. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what to make of Kevin Patrick Dawes other than that he's a deeply, deeply unwell man. I'm really, really glad that they he's not going back to Syria anytime soon. Oh, he shouldn't be. You would really fucking hope so. And now, Nick, uh, well, before we get into our question from the Legion, how do you feel about Ke- Kevin Patrick Dawes? How do I feel about him? How do you feel about Kevin Patrick Dawes? You feel well, good? Other than him being, like, a, obviously a one sick guy mentally. It's yeah. It's not something I uh, honestly never knew about the guy. Now that I know about him, and obviously you told me about him. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's weird, man. Like, um, I don't know what to think of it. He's very much so a, a, a creation of the 21st century, and like, there's got to be more people like him. Uh, Has out to there. be, especially with like the conflicts in Ukraine, um, Syria, Iraq, with all the fucking foreigners that flown in there and fight. Yes, um, I think we've only heard about him because he's the one that speaks English. I mean, uh, how many of the 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 Westerners um, who went and, like fought for ISIS were like insane online shit posters who just found someone that like found community or something. Uh, I, I think we'll probably see, uh, next time there's we'll a, probably see more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next time there's a major conflagration. I mean, there's serious of war still gone. That's largely confined and, uh, and, and smaller now than it was when he was there. Um, and when Austin Tice is captured, I mean, the Libyan civil war is still going on and just different flavors. Um, I don't know. Well, def- well, there's definitely going to be more Kevin Patrick Dawes, especially with how prevalent social media is. Like, imagine some the like the the worst fo- like if drill or something from Twitter ends up in fucking Libya or some shit. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen more. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a really weird story. 
He's one of a kind for now. It's not something I expected us to talk about. Just shake it up every once in a while. That's true. Now, that brings us to our questions from the Legion. Now, if you'd like to ask us a question from the Legion, you can donate. You can simply donate $1 to our Patreon and get access to the Discord. And then you can ask us whatever question that you fucking want. Which brings us to our question today. Who gets the most undeserved credit as a leader? I'm going to say the entire Confederacy of, the Uni- of America. Every single one of them. Uh, that one's pretty easy for me. <laughs> hmm. Is that your true answer? That's, that's my, that, that one's pretty easy for me. I mean, <laughs> if I was going to dig in kind of lower or a little bit further, I would say uh, Nazi leadership during World War II. <laughs> um, like, everybody, like, it's that thing in, like, every fucking Reddit uh, ask history post that immediately gets deleted. Like, is it true if Hitler just did blank, they would have won the war? No. Next question. God. They would never have won the war. <laughs> like you see those all the time. Were you hoping I get asked for that, them? I get asked that all the time. Um no. <laughs> people really ask you that. We don't get that question from the Legion. Um, no, I don't think we Because I I think we've managed to cultivate um, a fan base that is largely that largely exists outside of the popular narrative of pop history, which is like and by what I mean by pop histories, I mean like History Channel history or Discovery Channel history. But we see a lot less of that now because the History Channel and Discovery Channel don't show World War II documentaries like they used to. No, they do not. Uh, like, there's no, like, Hitler's crazy alien space weapon that totally would have turned the tides. Or if he just would have got the mouse tank running, this would have turned the fucking whatever. Nothing. And nothing. No. Yeah. Never. Just n- fucking next slide. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yours? Starting a fucking three-front war is a bad goddamn idea. Always. Yeah. Or Or... A fucking slave revolt is a bad idea. And by a slave revolt, I mean like pro-slavery yeah, revolt. Yeah. Slave owner insurrection, I'll say. What's yours? Pizza roll employees. Say again? <laughs> <laughs> Run the by me. Pizza roll employees. Now, pizza roll employees, you mean like... Tostinos. What is it about their leadership that irks you so? I need a bigger pizza roll. Hot pockets don't do it. But, like, Hot Pockets and Pizza Rolls are co- completely different. Exactly. Man. So are you saying you want, like, you want to buy the bag of, like, 40 Pizza Rolls or whatever? So you have the bag. You had the bag. Of course I have. But you want each one to be the size of a Hot Pocket? The size of the bag. <laughs> like a Hot Pocket. God damn it. Anyway, that's been the Lions Led by Donkeys uh, podcast for this week. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. If you do support the show, if you'd like to support the show, our show will always be free. Uh, but if you'd like to throw us a dollar, you could do so on Patreon where you could, uh, even for a dollar, you can ask us questions from the Legion. You get access to one bonus episode a month. You get access to the Discord. Get regular episodes early. If you donate more, you get more. Funny how that works. Uh, I cannot promise you any pizza rolls uh, or any variations thereof. I want pizza rolls now. Not yet. Uh, we will not accept, nor will we uh, pursue the sponsorship of Totino's because... They're apparently terrible leaders. <laughs> They're unjust size of pizza rolls. Uh, so what you're saying is you're asking for a, a, a pizza roll equality. You know, what I feel like that's good? something we could all support. Big, big pizza rolls, same quantity as the 40. So giant 40 pizza rolls. One man, one pizza roll. Ooh, Edward, 40 hands. But, but, but with pizza, pizza rolls. God damn it. That would just be. Ooh, just, that would be so hot because have you ever eaten a Hot Pocket? Yes. Fresh out of the microwave? I have. Ooh, and it's, e- it's, it's either lava or frozen in the middle. You're right. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. Um, 
hopefully this doesn't make you want a pizza roll or something. I don't know. Later. Later. <laughs> yeah.